The Boise Dev Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a free platform for podcasts like this one. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add in songs from Spotify to help spice up those episodes. Anchor will make sure that your podcast is distributed pretty much everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with an ad like this. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are listening to the Boise Dev Podcast. Christian Heiner, thanks for joining us on the Boise Dev Podcast. Hey, happy to be here, Don. Thanks, man. So, uh, this I think you're the first podcast guest who also has a podcast and that podcast <laughs> Wait, I should have record, we should be recording this twice I should be <laughs> recording this for my podcast we can fight time. over who would host and who could ask the questions right. but, we'll just but, all, all we will both do is just ask questions of each other it's also no maybe the, the, the best name for a podcast um in Christian radio yeah I, I mean know I you know I but that's the only one that worked. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, just kicking ideas around. That one came up like, but that's the only one that really made sense. So that's that's what it is. So beyond a podcast, I think that's probably your probably your sixth or seventh job. You are one of the principals yeah. at Snack Rock Group here in Boise. Yep. And you guys launched. It's been a while now. So we launched. So we just hit the eight year mark. We hit we were eight years, June, July, end of June and first of July, right in there. And you guys, uh, you know, I think primarily focus on landscape work, uh, mm-hmm. but I see your your photo, almost photorealistic renderings on projects all over town now. Tell me a little bit about kind of what makes up the work at Stackrock these days. Yeah. So, yeah, we are, like I said, we are a, I mean, our, our core business is landscape architecture and landscape architecture is literally designing everything that's not a building. I mean, you know, we work with a lot of architects and developers and our role on a project is to, you know, a lot of times make sure the, you know, the site, you know, the building is sited correctly on, you know, on, on the piece of property and that it's designed around, you know, human interaction around people coming to the, you know, the building, leaving the building, um, you know, making really cool, um, you know, outdoor, especially now, you know, outdoor workspaces and meeting rooms, outdoors, that kind of thing. Um, and that's, yeah. So the landscape architecture design portion, that's our, that's our core biz. And about, I don't know, it wasn't too long after we started our firm that, you know, we decided that and, and it became really evident really fast that most people who are our clients, you know, when we design stuff in 2D, you know, like like 2D construction drawings, most people you know who don't live in architecture and engineering construction can't look at those and really visualize what's happening. So we figured out really, really quick that, gosh, we need to figure out a way to show people, you know, kind of immerse them, hopefully in, in what we're designing for them and, you know, really, really show them what, you know, what their new space is going to be. And, uh, through some trial and error and calling in favors and, you know, talking to other people in the, in the industry, we, you know, found the softwares that we use now and, uh, that 3d rendering, you know, 3d modeling visuals, visualization part of our, of our biz is taken off in ways that we never thought it would. We, you know, when we originally started doing it, we thought it would just be for our projects. And now we have architects, engineers, developers, literally all over the country who come to us to build 3d models and render their projects. A lot of them are stuff that we don't even design the landscapes for, but they want our renderings. It's, it's, and, yeah, and so that's a whole, whole part of our biz. 
and people who you know look at Boise Dev and we follow some of the projects, you've probably seen some of the Stackrock renderings, uh, Lindner Village, which has been in the news lately. Uh, some of the projects mm-hmm. out by the the new Costco, also on Chindin and Meridian, you guys did, and um, mm-hmm. so you know we, we try and always credit those. And so you'll if you look closely, you'll see a Stackrock yeah. credit under a lot of those, and and a lot of them aren't just landscapes. But on that landscape side, you guys have done some some big work you did the hp campus or i guess it's yep. the state of idaho campus now tell us about mm-hmm. that project yeah that project was was super super cool so the way that project kind of you know sort of came about was the who you know who was you know for the state of idaho bought it the dude who was the the facilities manager came to us and you know had the crazy idea of what if we get rid of some of this grass the only people that care about this grass are the people that we pay to mow it is, is that even a possibility of thing to do? Because, you know, a lot of facility managers obviously are tasked with, you know, controlling costs and finding ways to spend less money on maintenance and, you know, not paying a, a mowing crew to mow that 50 acres every single week. And that, that's a pretty quick, easy way to, to save some money. And uh, so he came to us with, you know, kind of with that crazy idea. And we're like, hell yeah, man, we can absolutely do that. And through doing that, you know, we so we eliminated of the 50 acres of grass, we eliminated you know, probably 45 acres of the grass and we, you know, put in a, you know, a more native kind of sustainable um, seed mix, which looks a little bit different than grass, but it, yeah, I mean, it takes very little water. Um, it doesn't, you know, only needs to be mowed a handful of times a year instead of mowing it, you know, 40, 45 times a year, it's mowed like three or five. And so through the water savings and in one area that we saved a bunch of money for them too, that was sort of a, we thought it would happen and we hoped and, and, and it did was, was saving them a lot of money on power. The amount of electricity it takes to pump water around a site that big is, is a lot of power. And so between the, the maintenance savings, the water savings and the power savings, I mean, it was, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like a million dollars a year. We saved them in, wow. in maintenance costs and uh, they were super happy about that. And so since then we've done work for them in other areas and other States and they're, I mean, we are, have become really good friends with the HP folk and, you know, we're hoping to keep that relationship going and you know they have campuses all around the world and we're hoping to you know kind of with them take take what we do internationally so you have a background in a bunch of things here um marketing marketing for sure Mm -hmm. but even looking at your linkedin bio i thought it was interesting you kind of list your first professional job as working on the landscape crew how does that help shape what you do now Oh, it, it shapes it a ton. I mean, my first, I mean, really real job was, was being a landscaper. I worked for a dude, um, I mean, physically installing landscapers, just being a landscape laborer from the time I was 15 until I graduated from Boise State University. And, you know, you know during the, you know, when I was in high school, you know, summers, the spring break, and, you know, between football camps and whatever else, and all the way through college in the summer. And yeah, I, I mean, I installed sprinkler systems and put down pavers and I mean, I, I dug holes for a lot of years. And, and so for my career, to kind of come back around, you know, to the landscape world is is super funny. And the dude that I work for, he's he's not a contractor anymore. He works for a supply house. He's the mm-hmm. branch manager for one of the irrigation supply, landscape supply, um, you know, supply houses. So I still see and talk to him all the time. And I've known, I mean, literally have known that dude since I was 15 years old. So yeah, it's it's super funny the way it comes about. And most most folks in our firm, and my partner Will is the same way, where he, I mean, he worked in landscaping a lot longer than I did at, at a kind of a higher capacity. And I was a, you know 
labor kid just with a shovel. He, you know, he ran crews <laughs> and bid work and did a lot of the more, you know, the more office-y kind of stuff, you know, but still ran crews. And so, so we're a lot different from other, you know, a lot of other landscape architecture firms because we, I mean, our background is in construction and there's, you know, I mean, doing with, with what you know, I mean, there's not a lot of architects, engineers, contractors that have spent, you know, a ton of time physically building the stuff that they're designing. And, 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 and because we understand the way projects come together, the way landscapes are really built and used, I mean, we, we design different than other firms for sure. So you started out there, you mm-hmm. apply that day, you, you've done some sales work, some marketing work. Oh yeah. Yep. How does that all come together when you are helping to run a business that is really about that built environment? And how do you think that the Treasure Valley is unique in these types of things? Sure. I mean, I, I described stack, you know, because of, you know, our kind of varying backgrounds and, you know, business and other stuff. I mean, I, I describe Stack Art Group to a lot of people as a marketing firm that's really good at landscape architecture. Because, I mean, as one of the owners, founders of the firm, I mean, my, I mean, I'm not a landscape architect. I've never opened CAD. I hope to God I never have to open CAD and actually design it. And, and nobody wants that. Now, that wouldn't be good wrong. for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wants that. Um, you know, and so when we started Stack Art Group, you know, with 50% marketing, 50, because it was just Will and I, it was a landscape architect and me the marketing guy the guys can do everything but the landscape architecting i mean everybody thought that we were crazy that you know how could you start a firm with 50 percent overhead because that's what you know in our world that's what marketing is seen as is it's, it's a completely an overhead position doesn't your website call yourself overhead like isn't that what you list as your title did i see that somewhere today <laughs> Oh, absolutely. On on my business cards, on our website. I mean, that's what, yeah, that's, that's my official title is overhead. You know, I mean, yeah, in, in my yeah, work history, you know, being in this industry, I was laid off once in, you know, as a business development marketing person for literally for finding too much work because, well, we don't need marketing anymore because look at all this work we have. Yeah. And so, yeah, so back to, back to your, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So back to your original question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the you know coming from a marketing and sales background you know i look at projects i look at relationships um you know just just the way we approach our work different than someone who has maybe just been an engineer forever or an architect forever i mean i mean the 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 culture that we go you know that we strive for every day the communication the you know we're truly partnering with the people that we're working with not just doing them service and moving on it's it's a lot it's it's a lot different and i know a lot of our clients really you know really appreciate that because we yeah like i said we look at things you know really differently than a lot of firms do so you talk about people and and networking and and I think you had figured out the same trick that I did, which is to, uh, in the old days, be present on 8th Street maybe a couple times a week at, at noon when everybody was out. 100%. <laughs> and now you, you're out at noon on 8th Street and you're like the only one. But um, yeah. what is the, in a town like Boise, you really focus on networking. How do you think that helps drive your business? It helps drive our business. I mean, it, it, that's all it does is help drive our business. Um, you know, and, and I figured out really early on, you know, even before, you know, we started stack our group that, you know, Boise is a unique market. I mean, we could, we, we could pay big money for, you know, and, and own the yellow pages have, um, you know, every bus bench with our logo on it, have every, um, you know, billboard in town logoed up a stack out group and we could spend huge money on that and it wouldn't matter. No one's going to hire us because they see our name on a bus bench or a billboard or the yellow pages. People hire us because they know us and we're referred to by somebody else. And my biggest, like, 
my, my biggest thing is, is networking and, you know, building relationships that way. And the one organization that, that has really helped build our biz in Boise is BOMA. BOMA is the best cross-section of the commercial real estate industry by far. I mean, the owners are, are there and present a lot of the time, the commercial real estate folks, architect, you know, architects, engineers, contractors, um, you know, the attorneys who are, you know, behind the scenes, you know, helping put projects together, the cleaning companies who, I mean, it, it's a crazy thing to say, but some of my friends who are, who own cleaning companies, commercial cleaning companies have been amazing sources of referrals for us because, you know, they, they, owe, they know building owners really, really intimately. And when something's going to change or they're going to build a new building or add on or whatever, a lot of times it's the cleaning folk who, who know that first. And, and and that's, you know, kind of the old sales adage, like you never know who you're talking to. You know, the, the old man with the dirty jeans and the boots or whatever, like is going to pay for these three Cadillacs with cash. You know, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's and I think a lot of folks in a networking kind of forget that, that, you know, treat the guys, you know, who own the commercial company, you know, commercial cleaning company, the same as the brokers or whoever else who, you know, who's maybe seen in the hierarchy is, you know, up higher, treat them the same. And, and we've always kind of approached it that way. That's how I've always approached business. And, and it's really paid off. And, and the great thing about organizations like BOMA is you go there, you meet people, you get to hang out, have lunch, go to happy hour, whatever, go to these events. And it's, it's kind of the non-sales sales approach. You know, I'm never there like selling hard, like buy our stuff, have us design your thing, have us design your thing. It's just being there and having lunch with somebody, you know, somebody new and just kind of becoming friends with people. And and, that, and that's how business is done in Boise. It's it's 100% referrals, who you know, who knows you, than, you know, hardcore sales or like advertising. So I have to tell people, if you heard some commotion, my wife just brought the dogs home from the groomer and um, <laughs> I tried to text her to say, hey, I'm taping the podcast. And I accidentally texted my group thread of buddies taping podcast and now I'm getting all sorts of replies. So there's they're a like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, they're Your like, dogs are clean. Good for you. I'm getting, yeah, somebody just said three cups of flour and somebody else. Oh, nice. man. So I'm going to catch that. Uh, but, so, awesome. so that's why if I'm flustered, that's that's why. It's <laughs> um, legitimate. How do you think that networking now has changed with the, you know, we're doing everything virtually and, and yeah. having a drink or getting coffee is is really less prevalent than it was Way before. Less. How are you keeping that going? And, and obviously the market here is still pretty hot in a lot of ways. How are you doing that business development? Yeah, market's still hot. Um, you know, things are going. You know, we had some projects that, you know, hit the brakes early on, you know, in March, April that have now, you know, a lot of them kind of come back or even hit the gas even harder because I want to get stuff done before something else changes or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so that, that kind of in-person networking has stopped. All the BOMA stuff's been canceled. All the other organizational stuff has been canceled, uh, which 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 has been really really tough. Um, luckily for me, you know, being around as as long as I have, and you know, kind of already built those connections. Like I mean, I I talk on the phone or Zoom or you know whatever with people all the time. Like I mean, multiple so many times a day. Like I'm so over Zoom meetings for sure. Um, so so <laughs> I so do I'm fortunate via Zoom essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because if if things would have been normal or we would have been doing this, you know, a year ago, we'd be sitting in my conference room or in your conference room or whatever and doing yeah. it, you know, face to face. But here we are, you know, virtually. Um, but but I'm lucky enough that you know I, I've you know done this a long time. You know, between owning Stockard Group and you know having a good you know client base you know, friendship base, whatever from that. And Boma kind of the same thing that, you know, there's, you know, I, I can still reach out to people and people, people still reach out to me and, you know, those referrals and all that kind of stuff still happens. But I, I, I feel super bad for people who maybe 
you know, started a new job or, you know, semi new to the Valley or whatever, and don't have those connections. Cause doing that right now is, I mean, almost impossible trying to cold call somebody and be like, Hey, join me on a zoom call. No way. Nobody's doing that. You know, I mean, so, so I, so I feel well, bad people, for people are doing, you know, it. I mean, Christian, I guarantee you people oh, I are doing it. Cause I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I get those all the time, but yeah. So, you know, I mean, so yeah, so it's a lot of, you know, even for me, you know, I mean, as we continue to build stack Rock group, you know, cause we're based here in Boise, we have our office in Salt Lake and we do stuff all over the country for, you know, a lot of different people. I mean, I, I do spend a couple days a week. I mean, literally cold calling, picking up the phone, e- you know, cold emails, doing that kind of thing. And, and it's become way more of that than, you know, and, and even people in Boise that, I mean, I mean, just because I've done this for as long as I've doesn't mean I know everybody and everybody knows us for sure. So I still do a fair amount of, you know, cold calling, cold emailing, just dialing for dollars kind of in Boise on some stuff. And, and that's just how, that's just how it is right now. And it's, it's not my favorite. I don't think it's anybody else's favorite, but I mean, it's just kind of what it is right now. So you are kind of the social media guy, I would say you, uh, I'm going to say this, uh, we'll see if you like it or not, but you're kind of behind the constructivist. <laughs> I am. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and a yeah, lot of people don't, don't know that. Yeah. It's a secret, but I think it's not maybe. No, it's, well no, I'm not trying to keep it secret. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're really active on Instagram and I've heard you speak at, at BOMA um, and mm. in other places, and you really advocate for these business owners to be present on social media. And, um, Frankly, a lot of them are, and I think you're a big, a big reason why. Sure. Is that is that still playing a role? Do you see that as driving your business, or do you think that just sort of helping the community helps everybody and rises all boats, raises all boats? It's, it, I mean, it's, it's both things for sure. I mean, with the constructivist, I mean, I, I started the constructivist 100% to just sort of help promote, help tell the stories of, you know, the really cool architects, engineers, and contractors in our town who a lot of time, you know, don't, you know, don't get mentioned at all. You know, historically, the way, you know, the traditional media, the statesmen, whatever, have always covered our industry is, hey, here's a big, cool building that Gardner developed and ESI built. End of story. Like yeah. no mention of, you know, the commercial real estate folk who work for years to, you know, get the land deal together. No mention of the architects, you know, maybe, maybe it'll say who the architect was, but no, you know, no real story into how they, you know, how they designed this thing and why and what, you know, what they overcome and, you know, who is the civil engineer. Nobody cares about the civil engineer, or the landscape architect for that matter. You know, so that's really what I've tried to do with that is just kind of humanize that and tell those stories. Cause you know, people that who aren't in our industry have no idea what, you know, how it took two years to put that, you know, that project together before, you know, it came out of the ground. And, and I, I, yeah, with the constructors, I don't make any money on it. You know, there are, there are listed sponsors on there, but those are people that are my friends. Um, so if you, you know, do want your logo on our website, whatever, holler at me, I'll probably, probably put it on there. Um, and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I'm obviously not trying to do what you do. I'm not trying to break stories. I'm not trying to, you know, do that. It's, it's uh, completely just like trying to show the faces and tell the stories of the cool people who are doing cool stuff in our town. So speaking of cool places and stuff, uh, this is what people yeah. are probably listening to this for. Tell me some of the things that you're, you guys are working on, or maybe some of the things that you're looking forward to. Sure. Um, you know, Linder Village is is in design currently. There's obviously a Winco out there. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a Meridian Branch Library there. And what we're working on currently is is really making that not just, you know, a big parking lot with some buildings is making it a really cool place. And, you know, at the core of, of what landscape architecture is, I mean, that's what we do. It's human centered design, making cool places. And, a, you know, because a cool place isn't just a cool building. There's a whole lot that goes into a place that's not a building. And, you know, so we're working on, 
you know, I mean, there's going to be and, and, and where where it ends up going. I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, we're still kind of, you know, concepting some things and working on some stuff. But that's going to be a really cool place where, you know, people can be and are going to want to be. And it's not centered around parking lots and cars. So that, that's going to be a cool one. Um, the boardwalk in Garden City is going to be awesome. Um, you know, I don't know how much is that really out there about that yet. And I'm not super privy to exactly, you know, I'm not in the middle of, of the design stuff, but, um, I know it's big. I know it's cool. Um, so that's, well, gonna I mean, be I can share what I've reported. So, so you're not yeah. putting anything out there. That's not, I mean, it's a, sure. a, a mixed use project with uh, a hotel and maybe some residential and then, mm-hmm. um, restaurant and retail along the green belt in garden city, uh, towards, uh, veterans memorial park i guess would be the best way to put that mm-hmm. um, on the south side of the river so i mean that's a, you're right a significant project but it'll be interesting to see more on that because i get questions on that all the time oh sure yeah yeah and, and, and yeah like i said i'm not you know in the middle of it so i i don't know exactly where it's at um you know that's gonna be super cool um you know and, and it's funny when we you know when we started stack our group and we you know we knew a lot of people and some people kind of knew us but we didn't really get any shots at you know big cool commercial stuff you know until we really kind of proved yeah you know, had proven ourselves and right. so we you know relied heavily on you know residential projects and referrals and you know kind of work with landscape contractors on you know people's backyards and doing that kind of stuff and since COVID hit, we have our residential side. We probably we've probably done more residential projects this year than we have the last probably three years combined. I mean, everybody being at home has realized, oh yeah, my backyard does suck, and I'm working out here all day long, and I want it to be awesome. And so yes, yeah, so our residential side here, just yeah. explode. Yeah, let, dude, let me know, man. <laughs> well, eh, we're thinking about maybe just some some curbing. So we're going to keep it real simple here. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, good start. That's, you're, you're not going to do a big outdoor kitchen and a pool and stuff. Yeah, Boise Dove's not quite turning that much cash yet. But maybe someday. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm maybe someday. Some video podcast, folks, because Christian. I know. I'm totally, I, that, made, that made me laugh totally. Literally just did a spit take. Um, <laughs> I did. Oh, I was man. taking a drink and that made me laugh, man. I just. <laughs> Doused my laptop totally. I'm probably working in person because. Well, you, I mean, you're recording the video, right? So, yeah, you can screenshot that and use it, man. I'm not. You can There's screenshot no, just, and use that. Just the audio, unfortunately. I don't. I don't <laughs> it's all up here. Fortunately, it's not yeah. all over my face. Um, so funny. So, you know, I think it's interesting what you guys are you're doing in your niche in the market and how you've expanded that for maybe business owners or people who are thinking maybe now's the time to to try something what kind of advice do you give to people when they're like hey christian you know i've got this idea for a business or i'm trying to grow what do you say to people you know i mean i mean i have people come to me you know asking that question all the time and i mean my advice is dude do it do it keep you know i mean keep, keep your job, you know, don't, don't quit your job yet, obviously, but I mean, side hustle that thing and, and grow it until you can't do your full-time job and your side hustle. And then, and then do that. I mean, if, if you're, I mean, that, I mean, that's how Will and I started Stackout Group is we, you know, kind of did it on the side for a little bit and it got to the point where, yeah, we've just got to jump in and do this and just, just do it. That's, I mean, every, everybody has good ideas. Everybody wants to do something cool. Very few people execute on those. I mean, just like you, like you probably thought about doing Boise Dev for a long time. And and, and and honestly, other people have probably had kind of a similar idea. But, you know, you did it and they didn't. And that's and that's what it I mean, just like so many things, it just comes down to doing it, you know, like going to the gym or whatever. Like you just have to do it. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. You know, you find an excuse not do it and you don't. 
and in, in, in this digital age with, you know, the technology that we all go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the technology we all have with, you know, iPhones and all the stuff, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, I mean, it's easier now than it probably ever was to start a business and promote a business with, you know, with the social media and uh, the photo tools and the video tools and all the stuff we have. I mean, yeah, that's my advice is just do it. Develop a rough plan. I mean, when Will and I started Stock Group, we didn't, I mean, we didn't sit down and, you know, develop a detailed business plan. We had a pretty good, you know, we had a good idea and we just kind of, yeah, let's do this thing and just and just did it. And to this day, I mean, we're still figuring stuff out and inventing stuff and trying stuff every day. And if it works, cool. If not, you know, we we tried, cool. So, yeah, so we just come I mean, down that, and just doing it. That, that just do it advice works, right? And and to yeah. try it and figure out and experiment. As you've done that, you've you and Will have been building this for years and and working on this, mm-hmm. and you've kind of grown it to a current to a current spot. Where do you go next? What what's the next thing? I, you know, I know you're no, you're in Salt Lake and you're doing more projects across mm-hmm. the country, but how do you keep it fresh and do those innovations and find those new things to do? I, I'm lucky enough that that my role is to you know find new innovative cool ways to you know organize what we do, plan what we do, and you know promote what we do, and so that's kind of. The fun thing about what I get to do is, I mean, I, you know, pay a lot of attention, obviously, to social media and when new cool, you know, tools come about, I'm going to try them. And, and if it works, awesome. If not, you know, that's that's fine, too. But but that's I mean, for me, that's what's super fun is I get to, you know, experiment and try stuff and and yeah, try to find new ways to do things. And, you know, and the, and the more I do that, the bigger, cooler, more unique, you know, projects we get. And so our people get to work on, you know, bigger, different, cool stuff because because, yeah, I mean, designing backyards, you know, all day long, you know, might, might get a little monotonous you know everyone's different but it's nice to kind of do something else you know and so it's you know we do a lot of residential stuff but then we do a lot of commercial and campus stuff too um you know we do you know parks or stuff to come about you know sports stuff you know sports parks and stuff you know are super cool and those you know they're, they're out there we you know those, those are opportunities that don't come up all the time you know we've done some golf course stuff which is super fun and yeah so it's just about just you know like i said being innovative and you know using technology and tools and just you know that leads to different you know types of projects and, and for us, I mean, and we've never, you know, a lot of firms, you know, really become, you know, sort of specialists. Like we only do, you know, multifamily or we, you know, just specialize in this one thing. We're lucky enough as a landscape architecture firm that outside stuff, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a medical campus, you know, a BSU project, a U of I project, you know, University of Utah or a medical campus in, in Florida. It's kind of the same thing. Right. And so we're lucky enough that we don't that we can kind of be generalists and do backyard stuff and campus stuff and commercial stuff because it's all you know similar enough that we don't have to. You know, we can still be generalists and, and be really good at what we do. Where do you see kind of the future of this built environment going? I think you talked a little bit earlier about HP and trying to cut mm-hmm. down on both cost, uh, mm-hmm. but also impact, obviously having grass that needs gas mowers and lots of water and electricity is a, is an yeah. environmental cost. Are you seeing a lot more clients that are designing projects that are looking more towards drought tolerant plants and that type of thing? I mean, do you think that we're going to start to see a change in the visual appearance of the treasure Valley in the years to come, or do you think it's going to be a lot of the same? You know, it's going to be a little of both. I mean, there's always, you know, the folks that, you know, we want the big open lawn. We want things to be like this because it's kind of always been like this. And, and still today, I mean, to put in, you know, to roll, to do sprinklers and sod, 
I mean, that, that's less that that's the cheapest way to to do that. And so a lot of times, you know, a lot of projects, you know, are, are you know, largely cost driven. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what the kind of project is. Even people that tell us they don't have a budget, they have a budget. And the first thing a lot of times is <laughs> they just don't want to tell you what it is. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And and the first thing that's going to get cut out of a lot of projects is going to be the landscape. And so when it comes down to it, yeah, sprinklers and sod and the bare amount of, you know, bare minimum amount of shrubs, that's the cheapest, easiest way to get your whatever, whatever type of project it is done and open, you know, whether you're moving into your new house, whether it's a new, you know, retail center, whether it's a corporate campus, whatever, that's, that's kind of the cheapest, easiest way. So that's, you know, until water in our town, you know, where we live gets more expensive, you know, that's still going to happen, but we definitely have, I mean, there's a lot of people that come to us that, um, you know, doing it as green and sustainable as, as possible, you know, for, um, you know, having more of a zero kind of look and feel the stuff is what, is what a lot of people want because they like the look and feel of it. And, you know, it's going to save a lot of money and water and, you know, and everything else. So it's, it, I think it's going to be a pretty good mix of both. Are you, are you looking forward to, are you positive about the future of the Valley, even in this kind of change climate climate? And I economic sense. And like, I mean, I guess both, but I mean, you know, as, as the marketer, you know, my, my marketing brand is always super optimistic. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm optimistic about things. Things feel good. Um, you know, we, I mean, our phone continues to ring all day long. You know, you know, we, we, we've made it really easy for people as easy as we, we know how to make, you know, to make it, make it easier for people to do biz with us, you know, whether, whether it's for a commercial project or residential project, you know, you can go to our website and book a meeting with us. I mean, just like getting a haircut or going to the dentist, you know, you don't have to call and go back and forth and look at calendars, whatever. You can just book a time that works. You know, we come out and talk to people, you know, for free, you know, whether it's a house or a commercial building or whatever it is, you know, we do the same, the same thing in Salt Lake City. And, you know, we, we, so we've made it really easy, for, you know, for people to do business with us. And, and, and those bookings, man, are crazy. I mean, we're, we're booked solid, I mean, for weeks with those. Wow. So the, the, the demand has, hasn't gone down at all, which feels really good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an optimist. I feel good about things, you know, and, and you know, the, the, economy we there's we can't control that so i i work really really hard to not focus on things that we can't control and just really focus on what we can which is you know like i said being easy to work with doing a really god good job for our clients you know hitting deadlines and and blowing people's minds with what we do and if we continue to focus on that i mean short of you know the economy completely falling apart i think i think we'll be okay Christian Heiner, I think you gave your thesis statement of uh, blowing people's minds with what we do. And I, I appreciate your time and chatting a little bit about Stack Rock Group. Stack Rock Group and thanks for joining the Boise Dev Podcast. Absolutely, Don. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Spit takes and door slamming and misdirected texts and all. <laughs>